Well, good evening to you folks. It's Larry here. Welcome to the Daily Larb. I am a writer, an artist. You'll find my stuff over at LarryGMcGuire.com. And the Daily Larb is a podcast for creative people, creative minds, uh, inquisitive minds, people who question surface level reality. How's that grab you? And today I want to talk about this a little bit. Now, it's Monday. And this article was due for release yesterday, but it was unfinished and I needed more time to work on it. So it didn't get published. Usually this article will come out as Sunday letters on a Sunday morning, afternoonish type of thing. But unfortunately, life got in the way and it was subsequently delayed. But however, it's ready to go and I want to uh, present it for you now today. Um, today I want to talk a little bit about ambition and uh, the nature of ambition as I see it. Uh, most would consider ambition to be beneficial, but it's also quite destructive, or at least can be, um, if it interferes with uh, the creative process. And uh, ambition, it should be said, is a state of mind. It's, uh, you could say it's the pursuit of achievement. And the people at the top, let's say 1% in business and sport and uh, creative endeavours you might say too um, could be said to be quite ambitious but perhaps there's something else going on and maybe it's too simple to say uh, that ambition is uh, at the heart of their success um, I know plenty of artists who have been successful and have not necessarily been hitched to any idea of success or uh, any idea of ambition or you know they could be you could be forgiven for uh, suggesting that they were ambitious but on closer examination um, it appears that they just went for it and did what they wanted to do and stuff happened good stuff and uh, although some might see this idea as a little bit flaky um, when you consider it for what it is which the artist manifesto the book I'm writing attempts to do you begin to see the truth behind it and that uh, there is no place for ambition in the creative process. So I'm talking about that today. So without further ado, welcome to Sunday Letters, the 26th of March 2018. The title of today's article is In Defence of the Unambitious. I had a distinct lack of ambition as a teenager. Apart from playing football, I had no standout desire that I can remember. There was no... I want to be this, occupying my mind. I was just doing whatever came to me and wasn't getting too hung up on the results. Like all kids, I had talent in particular areas, but nothing felt missing so much that I was driven to pursue it. I didn't feel an emotional vacuum that needed to be filled. However, that would change. I say vacuum because, if we were truthful, we'd admit we form our ambition through the idea that something is missing or that we need to gain approval. Or perhaps in our inability to see it, we are therefore not in a position to admit it. Maybe in admitting it, there is the fear we lose our drive to succeed, and in that we cease to exist. This powerful state of mind can set us up for many difficulties, given that we put ourselves in a place of less than what we should be from the start. A place out of which no medal, trophy spouse, bank account or round of applause can ever take us. What drives ambition? I enjoyed playing ball as a teenager. 
training, going to school, having a smoke, buying three bars of chocolate in one go and daydreaming about girls was the only concern I ever had. So far as I can remember, I had no real driving force in me to be anything in particular. In retrospect, I see that lack of focus left the door open for others to influence my path. I wanted to stay in school, but my parents had other ideas. A job came up, an apprenticeship, and my folks told me I was taking it. I remember resenting that they didn't take my wish to stay in school seriously, but I did what they told me and accepted the job anyway. As I reflect now, that move was hugely beneficial. To be honest, it brought me to where I am and to what I have come to know about the nature of myself. Although there were other possibilities, to ponder and lament that now is a waste of energy. Through that work, I eventually started the business and subsequently became very ambitious, always pushing forward, moving on to bigger and better. Today, that ambition to succeed no longer exists. It appears I am back where I started, albeit a little wiser. I must say with absolute certainty now, these days I have no ambition at all, at least none of a material kind. Yes, sure, I make money from my work and I have all the things that I want to buy, but those things are the results of doing what I want to do. They are not the cause. Fulfilling the ambition. In many ways, I am already fulfilling my ambition. I don't believe that there's a better version of me waiting in a future, a future that will never come. I don't design my activity to fill an emotional hole with the expectation I'll fill that hole through that activity. I've already been down that path, and to be honest, although I'm grateful for the experience, it's not somewhere I want to return. But in all of that pondering, ambition or lack thereof, I am left with a question occupying my mind. If some vacancy in our self-concept is the driver of ambition, what happens to achievement in the eventual filling of that vacancy? In other words, if I believe I am not loved, and all I strive for is in the pursuit of that love, then realising I was loved already, what happens to my ambition and possible subsequent achievement? If we managed somehow to fulfil, to fill the gap in our sense of self, would the world as we know it cease to exist? Maybe it would. So assuming I'm right, the meaning of life then is to close the gap. It is to catch up, you might say, with that more significant part of us and what it knows already. We have perhaps nothing to prove. Maybe we have only to remember that we have everything we need already and in that there is freedom. This life then is a process of remembering and that remembering unfortunately is going to hurt. Once bitten twice shy perhaps. The fear of failure can keep us from doing what we want and love. And although we can confuse fear with what I am attempting to explain here Fear is another ball game altogether. Fear is the irrational anticipation of something undesirable coming into our experience based on our observations and existing beliefs. Fear is the destructive side of creativity. It takes down, deconstructs the inner creative framework. Maybe what I'm trying to explain could be seen as once bitten twice shy. Perhaps I've been there, gained the wounds to my ego and I am unwilling to stick my neck out again. But that's not it either. If you've not felt this shift from ambition to non-ambition that I'm talking about, then perhaps there's little I can do to explain it. What I could suggest is that you read the Artist's Manifesto. 
the artist's manifesto, is a canopy philosophy that may explain the state of mind better than a 1,000-word article can do on its own. It suggests that there is only now, and in that ever-present now there is no ambition. When we are completely engaged in our work, nothing is missing. There is no ambition. There is nothing to achieve. All that exists is the creative process and our gradual revealing of the thing we are making. Writer's block, for example, or any other form of blockage to our creative energy, is merely a focus on the result, a fear, some negative anticipation that we will not really realise our ambition. Ambition, therefore, is a lack of focus on the work. Ambition in linear time. To be ambitious is to be caught up in a linear concept of time and a surface-level reality. In this linear time, we believe that a better version of us exists at some future date and we must work ceaselessly towards it. If you believe this to be true, then you'll likely pursue it until you find out that that accomplishment didn't fill the space after all. Or maybe you won't. The mistake in all of this is believing that you, I and our environment are binary and as I pointed out in a recent episode of the Daily Larb, the universe is not a binary system. We can indeed take apart this life, examining it with logic and linear analysis. We can say that that caused this. I dropped the egg, it hit the floor and it smashed. Therefore I was the cause. But this doesn't take into account the endless factors that exist in that occurrence. A linear analysis may have merit at a particular level of mind. However, when we get into it, we find these means of interpreting human existence lacking. Newton was a bright man for his time, but his ideas don't fit the network-based, everything-implies-everything-else reality that we know to underpin all existence. Everything is in exchange with everything else. It is a happening, a playing out through fractals in a vast network. I affect the environment, and the environment affects me. And it all goes on now. And so, in our eventual realisation of this, material pursuit becomes pointless. And yet, simultaneously, it may serve us. I am not suggesting that you drop your pursuit of success, nor am I suggesting that ambition is necessarily a bad thing. What I am suggesting is that eventually the pursuit will end, and when it does, we will feel the freedom to simply do things for the sake of it. No more hang-ups. You've just been listening to Sunday Letters for the 25th of March uh, 2018 and although a day late, uh, happy to get that out and uh, in the process of writing these things, these ideas, it uh, it's hugely beneficial. If you don't write regularly, I'd highly recommend it. You don't have to be great, you know, you just have to... Uh, Get in front of the desk and uh, make a commitment to yourself to flesh out these um, maybe curiosities or uh, queries that you have in your own mind. And um, I certainly enjoy it. And uh, if you've been listening to my stuff for a while or indeed reading it, you'll see that uh, there's a common theme here. And what I'm attempting to do in all of these things I write in all of these recordings that I make, is to figure out what it is that I am and what I'm doing here. And the Artist's Manifesto is an attempt to pull all of that, what I've learned to date, together in a single document. 
the artist manifesto is due for release next month and uh, I'm working away at it at the moment um, for what purpose well to be honest with you there's no purpose other than to fulfill something that wants to I suppose have expression and yes that's very profound isn't it but that's what it is uh, I don't really care about how many of these I sell um, I'd like to sell a lot <laughs> but that's secondary you know really it is I just have ideas and I'm compelled to share them and that's why I record this show that's why I write that's why I'm producing this book and that's it that's my only that's my only reason and um i'm doing it from as honest a place as i can and uh, hopefully you can appreciate that and uh, hopefully it comes across because that's important to me uh, that the integrity of what i'm making comes true because it's my opinion that there's too much stuff out there in the world that's made to evoke a response to get you and me to do stuff and this book, this stuff that I write, these things that I record, are not designed to get you to do anything other than listen or read. That's it. And uh, if I'm doing that, well, then that's my job done. Um, I'm happy. And uh, that's the truth. So, if you'd like to support me in my work, you can get over to patreon.com forward slash Larry G. McGuire and uh, become a patron for as little as a dollar a month and um, help me create more time to write this stuff because I have a day job and although I, I enjoy the work I'd like to leave it behind and write uh, spend write all the time, spend all my free time writing and uh, make it a career so um, that is something I'd like and uh, I won't lie to you about that Is is that ambition? no I don't believe it is. Uh, I don't believe it is because you know what? Over the years, I've kind of come to the realization that um, disconnecting from that and just doing the fucking thing for the sake of it is far more enjoyable. Because when you when you decide what result you want to see, it's not always the case, but it's certainly been the case for me. When I've decided what I want to see and what I want to produce, the pursuit of that invariably keeps me from it. And some of the greatest things, and I've written about this before, that I've ever experienced have come about without any planning, without uh, any conscious intent or, ambi- intent or ambition to make them real. Money, children, wife, house, uh, experiences, you know, I've written about it. Get over to my site, larrygmcguire.com. You can read some of the stuff, some of the older stuff. Maybe go back about a year and you'll catch it. Um, So, the primary focus and the message of the Artist Manifesto book for me, because it is a message to me, if it resonates with you, then that's great. But I'm writing it primarily for me. I've said that before. No secret there. Is that you get into it. Whatever it is you're making, get into it and you make from there and good shit happens. And hopefully, if you're looking for proof, if you're looking for evidence, in time you might see that. But be careful because if you're out 
looking <laughs> if you're looking outside your front door and you expect other people to demonstrate to you proof of how their system produces results well you're in the wrong place i can guarantee it you know because what they did is nothing to do with you you have to first get in a good place then a system some system or other whether you make it yourself or use somebody else's might work for you but if you're not in the place of believing what you're doing is right true proper and and energize you if you're not in that right place very difficult to explain this but if you're not already there there's no system in the world that's going to do it for you you know you got to detach from the need to create a result and just go for it do it do it for the sake of fulfillment in the in the act of doing it do you understand if you read uh flow uh the book by written by mihaly Sixcent mihaly the psychologist you'll read all about what i'm talking about you know and i think uh does um, Victor Frankl say it too in his book? I think he does in the introduction, Man's Search for Meaning. It's the English version. Uh, and um, you can read it in my book too, whenever it comes out. But anyway, ambition, like I said in today's article, merely serves to a focus on ambition, a focus on success, merely serves to take us away from the work. And when you're taken away from the work, you can't create anything of integrity or, or substance for yourself or anybody else. There's certainly no fulfillment because you're always on edge, you know, always waiting for something to hit, for something to land, for an applause to come, you know, or for $10 to drop in your bank account. This is really important, you know, and I hope you get it. Um, because, uh, well, if you don't, like I said in today's article, it's still, it'll still serve you. You'll eventually figure it out just like I did, and that's not to be uh, anyway self-righteous about it, or preachy, but it's true. You'll pursue it, and then the pursuit of it will teach you a lesson, and uh, that's what I found. So I hope you enjoyed today's article. Get over to larrygmcguire.com to read the article, get all the links that have included, and you can also listen to it there. You can listen to this episode on iTunes, Spreaker, uh, Stitcher Radio, you can listen to it on Overcast, Pocket Cast, TuneIn, uh, I do believe Spotify as well, hopefully, if it's, I've submitted it anyway, should be able to get it there. All major podcast platforms, you should get this podcast, and uh, I appreciate you listening. That's it for now, I've been Larry G. McGuire, and uh, thanks for listening, and good luck.